This is Big Red Birdies with Nebraska golfers Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Red Birdies. I am Megan Whitaker here with Lindsey Teal on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, yeah, we have had another week. Um, not much, not too much craziness has happened. Um, just a lot of studying. We are in dead week, one more week until finals for us, and then home for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit different of a week for us, um, just in the fact that with golf practice and, and stuff, we can't really have a lot going on, um, just with NCAA rules. So all of that has just been whatever we do on our own, but nothing with the coaches or anything like that. Um, same for workouts and everything else. So our schedules are pretty much cleared and (laughs) the whole day is used for studying or if we want to work out or practice or whatever, but just all on our own this week, which is definitely a little different. I feel like this week is taking a lot longer yeah, <laughs> than yeah. most. It just feels like it's kind of dragging on. But yeah, most of us are just finishing up with school, getting all our stuff turned in and studying for finals. And then um, at some point next week, all of us will be headed home. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, we have our team Christmas party tomorrow night. So that'll be that'll be fun. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get... Um, one last chance for us all to kind of do something fun together and the coaches will be able to be there for that too. So we'll do a fun little white elephant gift exchange. Uh, we've all been getting those gifts ready to go and yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun just for us all to be able to come together for something Christmas related before we head home. Yeah. Yeah. So today, um, Lindsay and I are going to talk a lot about get back more into the golf topics. Um, the last few weeks we've had, your sister come on. We've had both of our, um, you know, youth coaches come on and talk about other sports, but we're going to get into golf more, talk about the difference between mental and physical golf. So if you have any questions for us um, throughout the show, uh, the Sider Heyman text line is open at 402-464-5685. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a while since it's just been us two on the show and since we've been talking about some golf topics. So we've covered a lot of other areas as we kind of wanted to do um, when we were in off season and things were kind of, kind of slowing down a little bit and we weren't traveling so much or just golf things weren't as prevalent mm-hmm. day in and day out. Things weren't changing as much. Um, but yeah, we did kind of want to get back and just have a little bit, um, a little bit more of a conversation. There's just so much I feel like surrounding the mental side of golf and we've talked about this on here before but we just wanted to go deeper into it because I think it's just an untouched area in -hmm. golf and I think a lot of people ask about it I know I've been asked about it a lot by people outside of golf wondering what it is and stuff like that so I I just thought we could talk about a lot of different areas Mm -hmm. within it there's so much that goes into it Mm -hmm. I think mental golf too you just or at least for me, I didn't learn about it much until college. I think um, bits were touched on in high school about committing to shots um, and, you know, having patience and not pressing. But as far as some of the things we've learned, especially this year with just mental goals and how visualization, I mean, there's just so many things that I don't think 
you just you just don't get taught that as a junior as much as you get taught yeah. how to have a proper putting stroke or the you know the right golf swing for you or how to hit shots off of different lies yeah you just don't go into that as much or, or you don't go into the the mental part as much as you do the yeah. physical aspects yeah and I think a lot of that I mean from a young age and especially with us we started golf when we were very little um or I guess younger when we were junior golfers um I, I guess the physical part is what beginners start with. And that mm-hmm. is, you know, getting the fundamentals down and the basics of the swing. So I guess a little bit of that, I just feel like is the natural process of learning golf. You start with like the basics and then you learn how to putt and you learn how to hold the club and you learn how to chip um, and all those different things that you're kind of are learning and just getting used to as you're starting out. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of felt the same. A lot of my junior golf and, learning and growing within that was a lot more on the physical side of things and just um building skills learning new shots working on my swing but the mental side was not really touched I guess in my family we talked a lot about like having a good attitude Mm -hmm. and when you're out on the course like just being out there to have fun and not getting too worked up about bad shots or bad holes or anything but yeah the ins and outs of like mental toughness and mental actual mental training I had never worked on until college and a lot Mm -hmm. of it until this year, really. Mm -hmm. I think I I would guess that would be most people just because I think, I do think you just get taught the physical aspects so much earlier. Um, And I think the physical aspects are extremely important. I mean, I think if you don't have a solid swing and you can't repeat a lot of the same fundamentals throughout Mm -hmm. golf, you're just Mm -hmm. not going to be as successful. I mean, you know, if you watch the pros, all of their swings, I mean, you you watch them hit a thousand balls on the range and they're the exact same. So, I mean, the physical aspects definitely matter. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Matters. I was going to ask too, or we could just talk about this. What, um, what do you think kind of the balance is? Like how much of golf is for a good golfer or for, let's say like a pro golfer, how much, or even for us, I guess, how much is physical versus how much is mental skills wise? That's tough. I think five years ago, I would have said it was probably 80% physical, 20% mental. Because I think if I was watching anyone or even playing myself, I thought, oh, I'm not hitting enough greens because of my swing. Or I'm not making enough putts because of my putting stroke. But now I would say it's maybe more mental, like maybe 60% mental, Mm -hmm. 40% physical. Because I think if your mind can, you know, believe something, you can do it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think mental is a much bigger part of it than what most people realize or what most people think. Um, I mean, even just looking at stats of like, let's say the Pro Tour or the LPGA, even college golfers, um, a lot of them, I mean, they're not doing everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. They do things very, very well, but they aren't hitting every single green or they're not getting every single up and down, which tells you that their skills are not perfect. They're not able to replicate it perfectly a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. but they're still able to go out and shoot under par most rounds. So that, yeah. that tells me that there's something with the physical part that it's not going to be there every single time. And there's almost, I mean, there's always, I don't want to say that there's like a certain limit that you can get to. Cause there's always work that that's mm-hmm. the crazy thing about golf is you never can reach like the peak of it. There's always improvement and there's always more you can do. Um, physically and mentally but I I don't know I just feel like there's so for us or for one thing I've noticed within my own game is there's so much more mental improvement that can help me lower my score 
and that's where I can that's where I've noticed big strides um even this semester compared to the physical strides mm-hmm. that I'm making like at some point we have we have the swings that we have and there's improvement that can be made within it but I think bigger strides can be made for us mentally mm-hmm. I think mentally too and we talked about this a little bit way back um I think within the short game, especially having a strong mental game can just go so far. And I mean, the beginning of the year, yeah. our coaches showed us a video of Tiger and he, you could just tell how much he visualized the entire shot. I mean, you could tell that he like, he truly saw the shot, knew exactly what he wanted it to do, felt the shot, knew, I mean, he knew before he hit the shot, what the ball, how it was going to react everything. And then he was able to execute it. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, you need to have the fundamentals to hit that chip but at a certain level especially for the professionals they all have the fundamentals to hit any type of shot I mean you could challenge them at any you know get this up and down get this up and down and they could but I think the best of the best are able to visualize out of any situation yeah and mentally stay strong and stay in it even when they put themselves in bad positions or at least that's how it seems to me now that we've talked more about the mental game like with our coaches yeah I would guess that I would guess they have those skills mentally in place but also the ones that are doing the best and consistently performing the best are the ones that probably stick with it the most and I've even noticed that within my own game like it's one thing for me to learn these things and for them to be in my head and like oh I know this is going to help me or this is something I can do to help my mental game but actually implementing it over and over and over again like that's still the tricky part Mm -hmm. like after I bogey and I'm standing on the next tee going to something that's like uncomfortable for me like uh the different mental training things that we've learned and implementing those which is uncomfortable for me um is still very hard for me to do instead of reverting back to just doing whatever I want or like not sticking to the plan or Mm -hmm. you know so I I think that's probably what separates them at that level is who's going to be able to consistently do it even when they're not striking the ball great yeah What's been the biggest mental, uh, I don't know how to word this, but mentally that has helped you? What has been the best thing you've you've learned over, the, you know, since college that's mm. helped you either recover or stay in it? Yeah, I think a big piece this year has been visualization and just like slowing down and actually seeing and what I want before I hit my shot um, instead of kind of just having like a fuzzy general idea and then getting upset where it doesn't when it doesn't go where I want it to go um yeah we've 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 talked about this too but we have really really worked on visualization this year and like seeing the ball in real time or um especially on the putting green like being able to see the putt in real time um we've just talked so much about that and worked so hard on that on the practice screens and just how that translates to tournaments and everything um I think that's been the number one thing for me and it's also just helped me stay a lot more present and focused on each shot and just my mind's not as much everywhere Mm -hmm. if I'm visualizing well because I know within my routine when I need to be focused when I need to be letting my mind go um but then once I'm in the pre-shot routine like I know the next steps to then be visualizing and it just kind of helps everything stay a lot more concise in my head and just much more focused and present Mm mm-hmm just everything's kind of like working towards the same thing and it's very easy to like land on that goal yeah yeah you're focusing on what you want the ball to do instead of not to do yeah all the distractions yeah yeah 
Yeah, I would think, I would say that's probably number one for me and staying in the present. And it, mm-hmm. being able to do that definitely helps. Um, I, I think I learned that skill. I had, I had never really done it much um, until the very last tournament this summer when Jeannie came out and helped me in the practice round at Chambers Bay. And we talked about it because the greens were just so big that it was so important that you visualized where the ball wanted to go and it wasn't just hit the green. It was you needed to be on the right tier of the green if you wanted a chance to two-putt. And so we really talked about you've got to see the shot. You've got to see where it's starting from. And there weren't any trees in the distance or anything that you could use for start mm-hmm. line. So you just had to kind of see it. And oh, yeah. that was, I think, one of the the first times that I was truly present the entire round and I didn't let my mind go to what I was going to shoot or what the next hole was going to bring because it was like I need to stay with every every single shot otherwise they're going to get away from you fast with all the different terrain and I learned at that point my swing wasn't quite where it needed to be but I hit I think like 16 or 17 greens just from visualization and I was shocked at how well that worked yeah that's another good point. I mean, when I was talking about it, I was more just talking about distractions. Like, let's say I'm on the tee box. I was talking about distractions that are going around me at that point. But mm. you were talking about distractions even like in the past or in the future or counting what you need to shoot or adding all of that up. So, yeah, there's just so many different things that just within what we're talking about right now that visualization helps with by mm-hmm. just staying so focused on that one shot and seeing exactly what you want it just takes out so many other things that could be occupying your headspace. Mm-hmm. I I even noticed that this year with putting, how important visualization was for the lag putts because um, we kind of worked on all season seeing the putt in reverse. So seeing it instead yeah. of it coming off your putter, going to the hole, seeing it come from the hole back to your putter and tracing a line backwards. Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned how much higher and softer I needed to play putts because if you truly want the ball to go in, you need to see how it's coming in. Just like if you're, you yeah. know, want to hit a green, you need to see how that eight iron is coming into the green. You can't just see it leaving your club. Yeah. And so actually seeing the entirety of the shot and making sure that that line is still going to, you know, hold that whole way. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do and to see it in real time. But if you yeah. can, I mean, I definitely helped me. I don't know necessarily make more putts, but leave a lot more lag putts closer. Closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember when we started working on that and doing those drills and I was so shocked at how, (laughs) how many of my putts I was leaving so far past the hole, um, on the low side, I would just, I didn't even realize I was taking like such a low line and trying to ram it in the hole, but then I would leave myself with like a four footer back. Yeah. Whereas, like you're saying, if you visualize that whole putt and you see where it has to come in at, we we talk about that a lot. Um, if you look at the hole like a clock, yeah, we pick mm-hmm. out what number on the clock the ball is going to roll in on. Mm-hmm. And so that just helps us look at, I mean, right away from the very beginning, you have to look at the entire putt. You can't just see where it's going to come in at because then you have to see the line coming back on what line it's going to take in. Um, so, yeah, even just that, then it lets us know okay we have to play this a lot higher so it can kind of just drop in on the seven o'clock or whatever it is if it's a right to left breaker um yeah so there's just so many things with that that visualization helps with and I think it just becomes kind of a domino effect of like if our visualization is in place um and I noticed this definitely in a few of the rounds that I was able to do it well if that's in place and if that's going really well and we're very committed to that then a lot of other things just seem to fall into place a lot better Mm -hmm. it just kind of helps everything else yeah I just think 
I, I don't know if it's just your mind being stronger <laughs> than your swing or what, but it really does work because there were two or three tournaments this year that in the practice round, my ball flight was yeah. just everywhere. It was left, it was right. I didn't know how it was coming off the face. Um, I'd hit balls after the round and coach talked to me and was like, well, all you can do tomorrow is do the best you can with what you have <laughs> and visualize. And I was able to do that. And I really, I would like close my eyes actually before every shot and visualize it. I'd visualize myself hitting it on the range, a normal mm -hmm. shot, and then visualize that coming into the green. And sure enough, it was the normal high draw. I don't know where that came from <laughs> yeah. in relation to yeah. the day before. There's no, yeah. there's no way my swing could have changed overnight. Yeah. But I think it's sometimes just your mind being able to see it and feel it. It yeah. just lets your body produce the shot somehow. Yeah. It's that. And I also think it just helps us to like relax a lot more because we're not so focused on the technical part of it. Like one of the other things uh, we were talking about what we were working on mentally this fall. And one of the big things that um, coach was working on me with was we had this thing where she would say, don't let your try scale be more than a five. I can't even tell you how many times she would say that to me this year. It's over a hundred. I, mm -hmm. I know it is. Um, but her whole thing of that was if you picture like a tri scale one to 10, 10 being the absolute most you can try, like you're just gripping the club so hard and almost just like forcing it there. Um, when I would get in trouble is when I would just try so hard to manufacture the exact shot that I wanted. And I just, my swing would be so technical. I would be in my head about it. I'd be thinking about the exact spots I needed my swing to be in the exact spot that I wanted the ball to be and just everything was just so I was trying to perfect so much that I was doing um and it oftentimes just leads to me very, being very tense over the ball and then the outcome that I do not want um so that was just something that coach would always say she would say bring your tri scale down to a five mm -hmm. and it would just be okay visualize the shot see exactly what I want don't try any less hard on that part. But then after that, just kind of let your body produce what, and that's what she would always say, let your swing or let your, what you see produce mm -hmm. the swing. And it just relaxes everything. It just kind of brings everything down a notch. Um, and so many times I would see that that would produce much, much better results mm -hmm. for me. So I, yeah, I think that's a similar thing to what you're talking about too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I noticed that I do that with putting. More so. I don't think I do that as much in my swing. I think I used to do that a lot in my swing and, and trying mm -hmm. to produce the perfect swing. But I think now it's more putting, especially mm -hmm. putts inside, you know, 10 to 15 feet. I really want to make this putt or, oh, this could really help or this birdie putt, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. Yeah. And it's just the harder you try. I think for putting then, you're, you know, you're more tense in your grip yeah. and you're more tense everything and you can't get any flow in your stroke and then the last thing you're able to do with all of that is produce good speed which is what helps yeah. putts go in so i think yeah that tri scale it matters it just shows up everywhere i mean even in a more general sense she would even bring it up to me in how i approach practice rounds versus how i approached tournaments and we had this conversation one time because i would i was playing my practice rounds so well and we'd be keeping score or playing some game and i would just be playing so well I was loose I was having fun I was just very light-hearted and just enjoying the day enjoying the round and then I would get into the tournament and just be so tense so I don't know if nervous is the right word but I would just be trying to perfect everything and try scale way above a five and so we just had a conversation about it I remember after one of our practice rounds and she's like okay you either need to 
try harder in the practice round or you need to try less hard in the real round like somehow make them equal because I was just playing them so differently um and I looked at kind of my results and how I was playing in the practice round because I was I was playing in tournament and I was like okay I think I'm gonna try I mean in a way it sounds kind of funny but try less hard in my real rounds and kind of make that equal to how I play a practice round so that was kind of one of my main goals um that was more towards the end of the season so I'm going to continue to work on that as we get into the into the spring season but yeah lots of things that we're working on within mental training yes um we're going to cut to break here really quick but we'll be back to talk about more mental training and mental stuff within golf uh this is Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker here on Big Red Birdies at 93.7 The Ticket